It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Presented by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. You can use the free Fetch Me Delivery app or go to FetchMeDelivery.com. You can have your family meal deliver in less than 40 minutes or less. They also do dry cleaning, groceries, coffee. If you name it and it can be physically picked up and brought to you, there's a solid chance that Fetch Me has you covered. So if you're in the Auburn or Opelika area, and uh, you, you don't want to leave your house or you just have so much stuff to do, kind of like me today, kind of like, me, uh, you know, just, you just have one of those days where you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get everything done or I'm just going to get home at eight o'clock. Fetch Me can help you with that. So once again, use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. Michael Pappas uh, was joining me today and then he uh, he just got a phone call. So he will um, he'll be joining me in a few minutes. So. Looking forward uh, to that. So let's start things off with just a, a, a quick um, a quick promo that the show is doing right now. A lot of you asked to do a Capital One Bowl Mania pick, Bowl Pick'em thing on, uh, on ESPN. There is a group now, so go in there and search Locked on Auburn. Also, the Locked on Auburn Twitter page at Locked on Auburn, or uh, I've retweeted it as well at Z Black, or maybe I have to scroll down a bit. But yeah, we have one. There's a I checked a few days ago, and there's like 20 or so folks in there. And so, yeah, people were into that. So, yeah, join us. See if you can beat uh, beat me and Michael. I don't think you can. Yeah, I'm calling you out. All right. Uh, yeah, so check that out. Uh, I think that's fun. I think that's fun. Tomorrow we're going to do a, a lot of bowl picks. So it'll be a little less Auburn, more college football um, tomorrow. So just, uh, just a heads up for that. So Derek Brown was named an AP All-American. Um, I don't think that should surprise Anyone, but yeah, the Brandon Marcello writes another day, another first team honor as an All American for Auburn's Derek Brown, and that's about right. And that lines up a lot with how Auburn fans feel about Derek Brown. I mean, he is uh, a phenomenal player, a phenomenal man, and he's um, he's a guy that a lot of people are excited about. And personally, I can't wait to see what he does through the draft process with Cincinnati it looks like they're going to get the first pick. Joe Burrow's going to fall into their lap and then it's Chase Young and then it really may be Derrick Brown uh Derrick Brown to the Giants possibly as the third pick. That'd be fun. I know uh, Jelani uh he used to intern here at the Auburn Network. Big Giants fan. I'm sure he would be pumped uh pumped for that. So uh shout out to you uh shout out to you Jelani if you're uh, listening. But uh yeah, just uh looking through some of the the All-American first teams, Joe Burrow, which surprises no one. Um, Penny Sewell, the sophomore tackle for Oregon. Auburn played him earlier in the year. And then Andrew Thomas, the junior tackle from Georgia. Of course, Auburn played him. I'm um, just kind of looking at, for names. Um, Jamar Chase, a sophomore for LSU. He was phenomenal. And, of course, CeeDee Lamb, the other wide receiver. Um, let's see. I'm not really seeing a whole lot of, you know, it's interesting. And there was kind of some controversy that there were no Alabama players named on the, uh, the first team and people in Tuscaloosa, they are so upset about it. They're so mad. You know, they're, they're blaming the whole, um, they're blaming the whole Alabama fatigue thing for their rankings. I I was listening to locked on Bama on my way in and, you know, they're friends of the show and we, you know, we're going to be on their show as we move forward with things. But people in Alabama are mad. People in Alabama feel slighted and it's weird. You know, they've, they've won everything for so long, but 
yeah, no first-teamers. And, you know, Auburn got themselves a first-teamer. And, of course, LSU has kind of saturated the first team. But, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of been interesting to see uh, a fan base that has been in such a good situation to succeed. And they've just won so stinking much. But, yeah, they – um. Was it their their year? And I, and I saw a blog post uh, from one of the guys that had locked on Bama. He was previewing it on his show. I was listening to it on the way to, into work. Saying how like 2019 was like a terrible year for Alabama. They started things off. They started off the year with a, a loss in the national championship. And then basketball didn't work out. Baseball didn't work out. And then football, they've just had this terrible season. They went 10-2. and two. Michael Pappas joining. Is that not just a bunch of bull? It's like, come on. Yeah, that's a lot for me, um, especially after this incredible run that they've been on. To, I don't know. I mean, complaining about a ten and two season is <laughs> that's a lot. For, I mean, I mean that's the most Alabama thing ever, right? And so there's um, they were talking about how there's like he was talking to an analytics guy, and Alabama is is ranked thirteen right now, I think. And uh, from an analytics standpoint, they're like the best team to ever finish ranked 13th in like the history of like polls. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? I'll never forget in 2010 when Auburn was having all the success. You know, they've had the cam back. And then on New Year's Day, Alabama beat Michigan State in the Capital One Bowl. I think Kirk Cousins was on that team. And there was a segment, I, I switched over to ESPN after it was over. And the segment they were talking about is like, is Alabama the best three-win team of all time? Or three-loss team of all time? And it's like, why does it matter, dude? Like, who cares? It's just frustrating. It's wild to me. It's wild. It's just the uh, the entitlement and, you know, the spoiled is just like, stop it. Well, I'll tell stop you what. If, this, if Auburn beats Minnesota, then the answer to that question about Alabama is definitely not. Because Auburn would be the best three-win team of all time. You think so? I, I don't. I don't know. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Yes, I'm positive. Not only do I think so. Auburn's beating Minnesota, dude. I am. I am obnoxiously confident about that bowl matchup. And you, you think I'm off on that? Yeah, uh, that's okay. I, I understand the confidence. Like I'm fairly confident Auburn is going to win. Also, I think Auburn's the better team. Obnoxiously confident, though? <laughs> I, I think we might want to pump the brakes on that a little bit. Hey, maybe I'm off on this. And, you know, and, and if it's a close game or if Minnesota takes care of business in Tampa, I will I will gladly turn on the microphone the day after and say, hey, I was way off. You know, I did it, I did it with the Florida game earlier this year. But I just don't think – I just don't think that from a talent standpoint – unless Auburn just doesn't want to be there – but I think they do because this group just loves each other so much. You can tell. You can tell they're a solid team. So, And I think with Derek Brown choosing to play, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to let them take this off. You know what I mean? I think he's going to hold them accountable. Yeah, so. on the defense especially. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Well, we're, we're, yes. And, sorry, I know we don't really want to hang out on the bowl game for too long. We can, though. But this team has a lot of seniors that have quite a bit to play for in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, like the offensive line, the four guys that, that are seniors that are going to play on the offensive line, you know, those guys are playing. This is their really their last chance to to get stuff on film for scouts to see, right? And so those guys and then, and then any juniors who are going to go pro on that defensive side and any 
any seniors. Derek Brown doesn't really need to get anything else on tape, but last chance for Marlon, last chance for any of the other defensive linemen that decide to go pro. If Noah decides to go pro, it's his yeah. last shot. So sure, I think they have quite a bit to play for. Well, I'm, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you forced me to stay on the bowl game because I, I forgot about this news. Did you see the news coming out of Minnesota's camp? No. Their, uh, their lead linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, his name is Kamal Martin. He's a senior mm-hmm. linebacker, he's the leader of their defense. He's not playing. He's prepping for the draft. Interesting. Interesting. I, I think it's a good thing for Auburn. That's the game. That's it. It's over? <laughs> um, DJ Williams for 150. Call it in now. Is, uh, as long as Antoine Winfield plays, I think that defense is going to be okay. He's, he's very good. All right. First team All-American. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, let's take a look at some some basketball real quick. We're going to be all over the place on today's uh, Locked on Auburn, but Auburn is rated high in the first NCAA net rankings. So Auburn is rated number seven nationally in the first NCAA net rankings, which are one of the factors in determining the seeds for the NCAA tournament. So Ohio State is one, followed by Kansas, San Diego State, Butler, Baylor, Gonzaga, then um, Auburn, then Louisville is behind Auburn. Um and then Stanford and, and Dayton. But, yeah, I mean, all these analytics are coming out as far as, like, RPI and strength of schedule. And Auburn is scoring high on all of them except for ESPN strength of schedule. That is the only one, and I don't think that one really matters when it comes down to, to things. So, you know, some folks are kind of disappointed in Auburn's preseason schedule, but it's really worked out. I mean, the non-conference for Auburn basketball has been – um You've seen the team grow, you know what I mean? And I think that's kind of the point of it all. Yeah, they haven't played a whole lot of uh, big-name schools, but they've played a lot of very good mid-majors. Yeah. I mean, these are going to be teams Tournament that are teams. Yeah, competitive in their conference, maybe on the bubble to get into the tournament or getting into the tournament. And I, I think that's really going to pay off, not only you know, moving into conference play and come tournament time, but during the tournament. Mm-hmm. Odds are... When Auburn makes the tournament, they're going to have to play a very good mid-major team. And a lot of times, these uh, these Power 5 teams don't play good mid-major teams, and they're not ready for kind of that style of basketball because it is different. I mean, how many games kind of felt similar to Auburn playing New Mexico State last year? I mean, it, it, it's the same tier of team, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of those teams like St. Louis – if St. Louis was in the second round of the tournament this year, I would not be shocked. Same with Davidson. Same with same with, uh, with like South Alabama. So that that experience is um it's crucial. So they take on NC State at eight o'clock Thursday night. That's going to be exciting. I'm wondering how attendance will be. Students are gone, right? Yeah, because graduation was this past weekend. So normally they open up the student section and let that be general admission. So hopefully uh, folks that don't normally get to sit that close will have the opportunity to. So that'll be fun. I hate it so late. I hate it at 8 o'clock. Yeah, that is weird. 
There must be a scheduling, some sort of scheduling conflict. Yeah, I'm curious what got to six o'clock that day, that yeah. day on the uh, on the SEC network. But NC State, another one of those teams, though, man. It's yeah. like, all right, if NC, NC State's in the tournament, I'm, you know, I believe it. But looking at NC State's schedule, they beat Wisconsin, but like Wisconsin lost to Rutgers a few days ago. So I, I'm not too high on Wisconsin. And they and they beat Wake Forest. Wisconsin was in the tournament that Auburn played in. Yeah, because Auburn fans, myself to, included, they were they were excited about the chance to play uh, Wisconsin, and it just didn't happen. They lost to Davidson, right? E, no, I don't think so. Richmond, Richmond, they lost to Richmond. Yeah. The Spiders. This NC State game is going to be important for Auburn, especially for the polls, and I think it's because. You know, Auburn, like we've been talking about, has played a bunch of these good mid-major teams, but yeah. there's no one on Auburn's schedule that you see the name and you're like, oh, they, I know that team, they beat them. Mm-hmm. And so this, at least, when you add in a win over NC State, and then it, it just kind of gives the schedule that one name that kind of pops a little bit. So then if you're a voter who doesn't pay attention to the actual games, you can go and look and, and see... Well, the good thing is, and, and I think, you know, the story that we just read from Auburn uh, Undercover.com, as far as them testing well in one of the factors that determine the seeding is because those people do know basketball. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you know, you, you take a little jab at the, the voters, but, but you're right. And like the thing is, is the AP poll, it doesn't matter. Like, Correct. That is not what the selection committee is looking at. The selection committee is looking at, oh, Auburn played like six of these teams that are in the tournament. Yeah. You know what I mean? So RPI, uh, strength of schedule. Right, before the SEC season even starts. So that's that's what they're looking at. And uh, it's gonna it's gonna pay off. I mean, this was Bruce Pearl's plan, and it's going better so far than he thought. I guarantee you he did not think that they would be undefeated right now. I, no way. There's no way. There's no way, but they're finding ways to win. Auburn is in a position right now. To be on someone's like key losses page, yeah. Like at the end of their notable losses or whatever. Like these bubble teams, it'll be like notable loss by two to Auburn in overtime or whatever that was, and by six at Auburn. Or and that's awesome. Like that's that's a position you really want to be in in any sport. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, before we, uh, we, we've got a few emails that we're going to get to. I want to touch on uh, this uh, just real quick because it's so far away, but Auburn baseball comes in at number eight in the preseason poll. And um, that's uh, Auburn's one of five SEC teams to appear yeah, fourth, in the top 10. That's crazy. Eighth in the country, still fourth in the conference. I mean, that is just, that is wild. That is wild. But yeah, of course, uh, coming off its first college uh, World Series appearance in 22 years, um, the Tigers returned seven of its nine everyday position players and nine of its 10 pitchers who threw 30 or more innings in 2019. So Butch Thompson's got them primed and ready. Um, and they had the number nine recruiting class. 
I, uh, I I can't wait for Auburn baseball this year. I know I know a lot of folks excited about basketball and college baseball is kind of a niche thing, but I just I can't say it enough. I love Butch Thompson. I love everything he's done for Auburn. I love everything he's doing for Auburn. And so um, if you're a just, you know, a kind of a football or basketball fan, I, I highly encourage and we're, we're going to talk a little baseball on the Locked on Auburn podcast throughout this offseason. So. Um, just kind of get ready for that. All right. So uh, this uh, you can email the show at locked on Auburn at Gmail dot com. Michael, um, Michael sent us uh, an email, not you, but Michael from the email. Happy to hear about the Chad Morris hire at OC. I think anyone who can help us move the ball better on offense is going to be great for us. As much as everybody wants to see the crazy air raid offense like LSU, I don't think that's what Auburn will ever really be with Gus there. However, I think Chad Morris is going to fit better into the Gus Malzahn run-heavy offense, better than who we had before. Both are friends. I think they are going to gel together really well, and that might be all really need to spark this offense a little bit. I agree. On top of execution, of course, love the show, War Eagle. Thank you so much, Michael. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anyone be upset about the Chad Morris hire. This is... um. This is one of the strengths, in my opinion, that Gus Malzahn has had. I think across the board, there's a few exceptions, but there are exceptions where he, I didn't like a hire that Gus Malzahn did. Yeah. Because um, even like even Kenny Dillingham, even uh, even Chip Lindsey, you know, going back to that. Whenever you watch Chip Lindsey's offense when he was at Arizona State, I liked it. I liked what it looked like. You know, they got Kalen Balaj involved a lot in the in the passing game. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, we'll, we'll see that with some Auburn backs. It didn't really happen. But um, I, I think we kind of know now that he was just calling plays for, for Gus Malzahn's offense. But then even when he hired Dillingham, you knew going into it, it's like Gus is going to call plays no matter what. So I, I think even when you look at both of those hires in a vacuum, those work out. There's some position coaches where I'm like, uh, okay, they don't really fit in with the caliber of the other guys. Um, but I think as a whole... This has been an underrated trait for Malzahn and an underrated strength for him. But I think he's really good at making hires. I agree. Uh, I, I think everyone, every offensive coordinator he has had has kind of put their own little twist and stamp on the offense. Um, I don't know enough about Rhett Lashley to know what his kind of thing was. But if I'm not mistaken, when Chip Lindsey came in, kind of one of the reasons behind that was a, a goal to expand the screen game because that was a, a staple of Chip Lindsey's offense at Arizona State. It worked in 17. And they did that. They yep. did, you know, they were able to expand the screen game. They ran a lot of a lot of different screen passes that, that we hadn't seen before and, and really haven't didn't see this season either. A little bit of it, but not a ton of it. And uh, Dillingham was, like you said, brought in not to call plays, but really to develop quarterbacks and be, you know, kind of a big brother to the quarterbacks yeah. in that quarterback room. And I think that I, I saw a lot of improvement from Bo Nix throughout this season and even throughout individual games. And so I think Kenny came in and did his job. So I, I couldn't agree with you more, Zach. I'm excited to see what Chad Morris does with this offense. All right. We got another, uh, another email locked on Auburn at gmail.com is the best way to reach us. It's from Colonel Steve. And um, he is, he's asking some questions about the locked on uh, podcast award show, the Lopas, the Lopas, the Lopas. You're right. Lopas, not Lopas, Lopas. Hey, Zach and Michael, look forward to listening to the Lopas show after the bowl game. If you were looking for topics for a show during your break, 
How about an LOA award show for our uh, our football team? We're doing it, Colonel Steve. We'll do that'll be one of our first shows uh, in January of 2020. We're excited about it. And uh, I think he absolutely nailed the categories. So let's um Colonel Steve, the Lopas are for the football team. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they've always been for. I'm sure he knows that. All right, so let's um Let's just go with these as the categories. And so if you want to nominate any of these players, you can email the show. You can tweet at me, Z Blackerby. You can tweet at the show, Locked on Aubrey. You can tweet at Michael Couch Potato. Or, yeah, you can email the show or you can call uh, call on call into the Locked on Auburn voicemail. You know, we've been talking about this for a while. I want to I want us to make sure we're not leaving anything out. And so you can call the show at 205-502-4285 if you want to nominate anybody. And we're about to be joined by uh, Painter Sharpless for a second. Painter, perfect timing. We're talking about the Lopas, the Locked On Auburn Podcast Awards. Colonel Steve sent us a, a, an awesome list. And uh, let's just jump into it. So best offensive player, best defensive player, best special teams player, best offensive coach, best defensive coach, best offensive player of the wow. year, best defensive player of the year, best offensive freshman, best defensive freshman, senior offensive lineman, Senior offensive player, we will miss the most. Senior defensive player, we will miss the most. And best walk on. Which category has you most excited? Peter, you, you just came in. Sorry. Fire, well, first man. off, I'm shook. That was a really good list. I think so, man. Um, which one has me most excited? I'm still trying to get past the first one, which is like, who's the best offensive player? Because you could go most important. Most, you know, whatever semantics you want to do mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. best, I think. Like, is Prince Tega the best player just in that he'll get Ooh. drafted? Or is it Bo Nix? Interessante. Who, you know, I, I mean, one freshman of the year in the league. Seth Williams, I think, has to be mentioned a little bit there. Are we going to have a semifinal list and let the people vote possibly on the tweets? <laughs> or are we making the final decisions here? This is the first Lopez. We've got some decisions to make. <laughs> yeah, really. You're asking me questions that I, I hadn't really thought about. I like it. I think that it's important to establish the groundwork of how we're doing this. I don't want people to vote and then like see who won just by looking sure. at the tweet. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah, because our, our perception gets influenced. So, yeah, so you can influence us, but uh, we're making the final call here. So should we make yeah. it so like the audience gets one vote? Like they together get one and then sure. we all get one? And then I get five. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Okay. That that's works. how this works. Okay. That's how this works. <laughs> who, who would y'all say? Seriously, are we doing this now or are we, are we just setting it up? I've, We're I've just setting it up. But, you know, I, 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 think, um, I think you mentioned all the people that are in the running for it. And then with, with Seth Williams there, which is your boy. I'm surprised you didn't lead with him, honestly. But Prince so, Tag is a great one. <laughs> is Bo Nix is a good one. Seth Williams. Do we go Sean Shivers just because of that one play in the Iron Bowl? That won a lot Sal of people Canelo? over. All right, Peter, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Aggressive. Uh, so is it fair to put an Auburn receiver there? Because like, Hey, I said a nice thing about Sal Canella. Yeah, we can yeah. do Sal Canella. Yeah, let's just do Sal Canella first catch in the Iron Bowl. You got it, Sal. Usually, was it the best catch of the day, by the way? Because there were like three great catches on that drive. Seth Williams had one. Uh, I don't know where Will Hastings came from when he caught that pass. And then, of course, Sal gets you the touchdown on that drive. I think the easiest category is best offensive play of the year. I think that one is hands down the easiest. Is it the Sean Chivers run or is it the Oregon touchdown pass? Well, I was thinking of the Oregon touchdown pass to Seth Williams, but... I mean, I think you could argue it's the fourth down against Oregon. 
I get your point. It's yeah. a little less exciting. I get what you're saying. In real time, I thought that he got that easily. And then they were running it back on the replay, and I was like, I don't know if he got it. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. Best he, offensive freshman is pretty easy. Um, best defensive freshman is not easy. So, yes. Ooh. Also, yes. My initial tough. My initial thought was, yeah, DJ Williams had a good year. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's a guy on their team that won it for the whole conference. I think you have to go with him, Painter. Yeah, I don't know what you do at, uh, at freshman. Derek Hall, is he the guy? Did I just throw a wrench in your plan there? Defensive guy? play. I mean, Owen Papo's there. Yeah. Best defensive play of the year is a pretty easy one, That's too, true. Right? That's true. Yeah. Smoke Monday's interception. Can we call the best defensive player for every sport that we do the Lopez for moving forward, just the Derrick Brown Award? Yeah. Yeah, we can. In honor Sweet. of Derrick Brown. So I'm assuming... Wait, I'm sorry. Back to best defensive play. It's Derrick Brown from the sideline against Ole Miss, right? So I was being <laughs> I was being a little bit sarcastic. I assumed you were going to say the Jacoby McClain interception, so I said the other interception that was a little bit... Like easier, Smoke Monday just caught it and then ran. Right, but it's not even Zacoby McLean's interception for you. It's Derek Brown getting a full in an, in an open field, getting a full steam. I mean, that shot. was an incredible play. Well, it's ridiculous or, that it was there, and then it's also ridiculous that that guy <laughs> is as agile as basically the running back. Or yeah. who, I don't remember what. No, who I believe it, that was Carrion Ely, who's uh, at Ole Miss to play for their. Incredibly good collegiate baseball team, as well as he was a, a oh, really? very good freshman this season. Yeah, from a th- this will go under the radar as a, but I, I'm going to nominate it myself. The uh, yeah. the Roger McCreary interception against Joe Burrow. It, yeah, hmm. his footwork on that play alone may be enough to get him drafted. I don't know anything about that. I can't say anything about that. I mean, it was perfect. That guy set records as everyone has talked about ad nauseum for the last month now. And his accuracy was a huge part of that. And so I, I didn't know any of the things you just said, Zach, but I was going to say um, <laughs> in terms of intercepting that guy, not many people could do it. Uh, I, I was just saying from, you know, a, a play, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not nominating for best defensive player, but this is an individual play. When you look at technique and skill mm-hmm. and just preparation and all that in the ones like that needs to be in the conversation. How about Big Cat 89 yard fumble return against Oregon? I forgot about that. I did too, but he didn't score. That's the how tough part. Yeah, Auburn had a couple of like how about Derek, like, I think Malzahn is like, hold on, we're not going to run a normal play. <laughs> how about Derek Brown's huge fumble recovery and return against uh, stumbling, rumbling, bumbling, and there he goes on the ground. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe that Florida. maybe the the Florida forty yard line should uh, should be a uh, named best defensive player. <laughs> Damn. There's some weird plays in this season where it's like, man, they could be undefeated. But it's like they could also have five losses, right. which is oh. the crazy. Like if the Texas A&M game really goes awry and Bo Nix doesn't deliver for you twice in the final drive. It's true. And the defense, for what it's worth. I mean, after the first quarter and a half was it's really true. good. So anyway, what a weird season it's been. Yeah, it's been I fun, would, though. For best defensive play, I would like to nominate Derek Brown sacking Joe Burrow with his own offensive lineman. I'm cool with you putting uh, that in there. Yeah, that's fair. That's ridiculous. And it, he kind of did it with one arm. So like, eh, get get the bleep out of that's the way. That's one of the. I, I just say like that. He's just he's just better. Like he's just better that. Do boy. y'all care that he didn't win? I know he won the lot impact, and and I don't. Maybe we've had a chance. I'm not sure because I haven't been been on with you guys as much of late. But do y'all care much that he didn't take home like the Outland? Because I go back and forth on awards. Like these guys deserve their recognition, and you see a guy like Burrow and Brown doing what they do. Usually they stagger it up a little bit and don't give them all to one dude. And um, I mean, Chase Young, 
There are only two for linemen, right? Is that true? Okay. I think it's only the Nagurski and the Outland. And then you could win best defensive player. Yeah. I don't know if he was like Chase Young is better than Derek Brown, but they're both incredible. So doesn't it also depend on I'm not I, I have no idea. You disagree. I have no idea who's better. I just know that it's easier and you may like have looked at analytics that show you that Young is better, but like I think it is simply easier to look at what Chase Young does in a stat sheet, right? Whereas Derek Brown has some impressive stats for a defensive Derek tackle, Brown but made, also made life for everyone else way better. He had 50 tackles this season as a defensive tackle. I guess Wild. at the same time you could say that about Chase Young. He's getting triple teamed off the edge, so it's like, all right, somebody else has to get to the quarterback. I, I I do not disagree with you. I think Chase Young is probably like a 10 out of 10, and Darren Brown is probably like a 9.8 out of 10. Did you call him Darren Brown? <laughs> Derek? Wait, I guess, I you guess it probably me. is a slightly better player because Chase Young has gotten talk as being a number one overall pick. It seems like that's all but done now that Joe Burrow is probably going to the Bengals if they say where they well, are. But. Before uh, before both of you guys got in here, I was doing a little spiel on, you know, how much Auburn's going to miss Derek Brown. And he was named, you know, to the to the first team, mm-hmm. AP team. And the Giants at three, I think that's got Derek Brown written all over it. Yeah. Not going to hear any disagreement from me. Because I, I think it goes Burrow, and then it goes Chase Young, and then I think Derek Brown, three to the Giants. I think we're going to have a lot of... Giants fans, new Giants fans uh, in our neck of the woods. Uh, excuse you. The greatest receiver of all time is on the Giants right now. You're right. Darius Slayton is is killing it. The Slay Man. Eight, eight touchdowns for uh, the Slay Man. I, I guess uh, Darius is slaying it. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Peter, where can people find you and hear you, bud? Thanks for letting me crash. Sure. Check out the lunch break from 11 to 1. That's ESPN 1067. If you're not local, ESPNAU.com, the ESPN 1067 app. You can listen to those apps and online locally if you would want to. Uh, and I'm at Paint Sharpless. Give me a follow. I like to tweet my thoughts. He also loses pants every now and then or needs pants. new pants. Michael, where can people find you and hear you, bud? Follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. You can also follow me in the Action Network app. Love it. the same thing. I'll be on the lunch break today with Painter, all those same places he already said. And I'm going to be on the drive Wednesday and Thursday afternoons from 4 to 6 p.m. Also, all the places Painter said. And don't forget to join the Locked On Auburn uh, Capital One Bowl Mania Pick'em group to search locked on Auburn. I'll put a link to that in the show description below. So you can just kind of join that nice and easy. You're welcome. Follow me on Twitter at Z black and be the show on Twitter at locked on Auburn and the network on Twitter at locked on college. This has been another edition of the locked on Auburn podcast. It's the locked on podcast network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.